I mean, should we start? Should we ever start? Or should we finish? I mean, when? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, should we start or should we begin? Should we begin? <laughs> are we start or are we finished? <laughs> no, you, no, I you're know, doing it right. Wrong. Oh, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I did it wrong. Right. You did. It, you did it right. Wrong. Maybe that's how we should start it. Just like open Just like with a, a beard, like right you, next to the bike. You know how like Little Wayne starts off every verse with like a, a with the freaking yeah lighter and him Young taking a hit. Young Moolah, baby. Young Moolah, baby. I don't have drugs. I'm in love with drugs, baby. I'm in love with drugs, sugar. How's your head over there? Oh, my head's great. It's about a centimeter thick. Mine's about two inches thick. Yeah, because you don't know how to pour beer. I want the head. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <sighs> so what's up? Like, like, are we? St- when are we starting? We can start whenever. Okay. Uh, uh, what's up, y'all? This is Tressie. And this is Cedric, and we're through the crate. Digging through cultural and current events through the hip-hop lens. Let's get to it! All right. Second episode of the year. Hey, guys. What's up? Welcome. <laughs> yeah. I sound hot. Is it hot? It's a little hot. Is, is it a little hot? A little hot. I mean, it? it's definitely not hot here. It's not really hot in here. So take off all your clothes. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'm not taking my clothes off. No, no, I'm keeping all my clothes on. Yeah. So, so what's been going on, guys? Uh, Second episode of the year. Uh, What episode total is? I I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Who knows? It's like 102. 102. Actually, I think I do know because it's episode 23. But it's cool. Oh, is it the Jordan episode? Yes. I I don't even know what that means. What do you mean you don't know what that means? I don't know what the Jordan episode means. It means that we're going to be the best at what we do. And everyone's going to revere us as the best podcasters in the world. <laughs> I don't know. All right. <laughs> I can dig that. Exactly. Um. So, yes, it's been an interesting couple of days after our last episode. Yeah, you know, you know, all um, types of stuff going on. Uh, Some albums that we kind of, I guess, wanted, didn't talk about yet. Yeah. Um. So we had the recap parties and there was some stuff that came out. So we're just going to talk about some of the stuff that um, stood out to us, I guess. Yeah. You know, I guess like a, I, I can't believe that we didn't talk about this on the last one. Run the Jewels 3. Yeah. That. Whoa. Whoa. That's I'm just. Why didn't we say anything? It was just too much. Right. There was a lot going on. It would have been like a three hour episode. It could have been. Jesus. It should have been. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. But anyway. anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, here we are. Uh, and so, Run the Jewels 3. Yeah, so so Run the Jewels 3 was released digitally la- last year on Christmas. It was like, oh, 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 Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. We got Run the Jewels 3 digitally. And then it was officially released in physical copies on the 13th of January. So, I guess it's still relatively new. Um it was the holidays, you know, I was listening to music, but I was busy dealing with family and all that other stuff, so I kind of had to go back and listen to it. Right. Uh, but man, I, I got through it, and then I got through it again, and then I got through it again, and again, <laughs> and again. Uh, if you guys don't know, Run the Jewels is a rap, hip-hop duo by uh, producer and rapper LP. 
um, and rapper Killer Mike. Yes. Um, I didn't know much about LP before Run the Jewels. Me um, But he was a producer and he was making a lot of music, kind of a more underground stuff. Um, I don't know why, but I always thought about like he was like one of those bands that was around like the Lincoln Park age. <laughs> I don't know why, but that was like a random thing that I would always think of when it came to LP. But I guess that's like, because I didn't know, maybe I kept thinking like LP, like Linkin Park, instead of like Oh, that's probably what you thought. Whatever. But yeah, so anyway, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, he, you know, has worked on, you know, a lot of underground guys. Yeah, a ton of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's originally from New York, and you know, um, he was like a major force in like what is they what do they say like the alternative hip hop scene. Like, yeah, that's why I think I was thinking Lincoln Park and shit because you know all of that stuff over there. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't but even yeah. about that, right? Um, and then Killer Mike, if you guys don't know, was down with Dungeon Family. Alternative facts. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought just, about. Just <laughs> yeah, I was trying to avoid it. Uh, uh, and then Killer Mike was down with. You know, uh, uh, Dungeon Family, yeah. Outcast, yeah. Um, and he, it, it's hard to come up under the wing of something like Outcast, right? Like, wasn't he? He was on that um, the purple. Some there's some purple tape or something like that. Not Raekwon, but uh, that big boy had. Like he came up under them. Ah, fuck! I have to figure that out. Uh, purple Ribbon All-Stars. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah. Mm. Thank you. I knew I knew what I was talking about. But yes, so, um, so yeah, he did, uh, Killer Mark did come up under, like, Outkast, Big Boy, and all them. Like, um, they they had this whole Purple Ribbon All-Stars. Kryptonite, that was a song. I remember the song Kryptonite. Yes. Yep. Yes. So yeah. So like that's the whole umbrella that he came up under. Um, and when you have, you know, Big Boy and Outcast and uh, Big Boy and Andre, excuse me, <laughs> it's kind of hard to come out of that shadow because those two are like the, some of the biggest names in hip hop. He was also on the song. It's a whole world uh, loves it when you sing the blues. He was on that shit. Yeah. He killed it. He killed it. Yeah. What is that? What's the name of that song? The Whole World. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when uh, Andre 3000, like, kind of kills everybody in the game, too. Yes. So, so. <laughs> anyway, so, sorry. <laughs> tangent. It was a small tangent. But the whole point is, Killer Mike is a pedigree. Yes. When yes. it comes to rapping. Right. Um, And LP is a pedigree when it comes to just, like, knowing how to make hip-hop music sound like hip-hop music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you put these two people together and I mean, it's, it's something special. I mean, from the first run, the jewels, the second run, I honestly didn't. I, and you know, I will admit it. I didn't really get into run the jewels until run the jewels too. Yeah. Um, I don't think I got into them until you told me about them. Right. And so I got into it a little late and then I ended up seeing them at, uh, a music festival mm-hmm. out here and, the energy was ridiculous. Dude. There was a goddamn mosh pit right in front of me. <laughs> there were people punching and pushing. And what got me the most was all these white kids from the suburbs knew all the words. Yeah. And 
they were saying words I did, I, like I didn't know all the words at that time. Right. What that whole alt- alternative hip hop scene does. <laughs> um, Jesus. I don't know, but like I feel like you know it's a whole different lane. Like it's a whole like it's totally yeah. festival music for sure. Yeah. You know, like it's not like regular hip hop that people. Right. It's not something you would necessarily play in mixed company. Right. It's like, oh yeah, I'm having some people it's over. A niche. Let's, it's definitely let's niche. just let's just put on some run the jewels. Like, yeah, you want to piss some people off or make some people feel uncomfortable. Right. You're gonna play yeah, that shit. I don't think you're gonna play it. Right. They're just great. They're great. Yeah. And and so you know, from run the jewels one, it, you could tell they were kind of experimenting because they had they had worked together previously a little bit. Um, and then they're like, all right, let's let's just do this full length and. You can tell that they knew they kind of had something going on. Right. Um, and then when Run the Jewels 2 hit, I felt like that was like them being like, okay, for sure. Mm-hmm. This that was is, like the validation. Yeah, this is this is our sound. This is kind of our niche. We know what we're doing here. And this one, for me, almost reaffirms and like solidifies their place in in that specific niche of hip-hop right mm-hmm. now. It's loud in your face it's political it's matter of fact it's funny um and then at the same time you know it's it's timely you know it's it's about what's going on right now and and on top of that the energy is ridiculous right yeah anyway so (laughs) so so this album for me starts off really well I mean, like the first couple tracks are just kind of bring you bring you into the Run the Jewels world. I, I feel like they kind of ease you in t- t- to this record. They do. They uh, definitely do. You know, the I first think- record kind of like, okay, here we go, guys. Welcome to Run the Jewels. Right. I think the reason for that is because, like, as we said, they are kind of like niche. Uh, is that what I'm saying? Niche um, hip hop. Niche. Yeah. Niche. Um, and so, like, I think with with the amount of um, popularity popularity that they're gaining now on, yeah. on their third album, like like you said, like you know, for the first album not a lot of people knew. Second album they got validation, and third album is just you know all over the place. I think they wanted to ease people into it too. Like it's that's exactly what it sounds like, and yeah. that's one thing that that actually got me is this first uh, track. Like I couldn't really get past it. I actually yeah, liked what it. You kept saying yeah. I really liked it. Um, the first track is down, and um, the beat on it is just phenomenal. Like, I really liked the way that it it built built up, and um, it's it's just like a really nice groove to it. Like, it's it's really good. So that first song definitely eases you into the album. And then you know it goes on to talk to me, which when you get to a song like talk to me, it's for me exactly what you would expect from a Run the Jewel song. You know, and I I feel like they understand what their production needs to sound like. They understand how it needs to be mixed. They understand uh, all their settings. They understand the energy that they need to bring. And they bring that um, consistently. Um, you know, and I could see how some people might say, oh, yeah, you know, they didn't necessarily innovate so much on this Uh but it's like, man, they they know what they do and they do it very well. Um, and they did that here, you know, and, and talk to me is definitely one of those. Uh where they just know their 
their lane. And mm-hmm. they have great, uh, great chemistry. Like we were talking about that before, you know, about how uh, a lot of groups these days, they don't play off of each other like right. the old school groups would do. Yeah, because they're uh, not in the studio with each, each other. Right, you know, like sometimes, that. you know, if you get a feature, it's just like, oh, yeah, I'll just send a verse over, whatever, whatever. But, but you know, LP and, uh, and Killer Mike go back and forth where they'll exchange flows. They'll kind of ex- exchange not so much topics, um, maybe more general and broad ideas. But, you know, it's, it's more so the, like, flows and the energy. It's uh, more... They definitely bounce off of each right. other. Right. It's more of a group mentality than an individual one, where you see yeah. that come a lot from a lot of the groups that are out there right now. Like, if you think about, like, I'm not, I'm not, this is not like a, a hating on this group, but Slaughterhouse, like, everyone's very individual. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, they're, they're all, the, I'm the best rapper in the room. Exactly. But they're all <laughs> super great, like, talented lyric, lyricists. Like, uh, you know, top tier up there, you know? So the thing is, is that with Run the Jewels, it's like, they. what I think that they do really well is that they they um, take some of the old school um, um, pieces of the formula, like with the call and response. Yeah. And, and um, with the fact that they are actually in the studio most of the time out together, um, that is something that is really rare. And you can definitely tell that at coming yeah. through the music all the time so I, I really do like the fact that they take some of the old school um um pieces of the puzzle and like the call and response and things like that together i i do remember um when i watched a a video of killer mike explaining like his first um introduction with like lp and stuff yeah he was just like you know like i met this guy his production like literally t- spoke to me and like this was like I couldn't even understand like why I'd never met this man in my life before. Like it was just meant to be. And I think that's like, some things are just so much more not to get like too like spiritual on you, but like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's bigger than you. And I think yeah. that's kind of what like run the jewels is, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like together run the jewels is bigger is, you know? than, than both of just both of them plus mm-hmm. each other. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. That's like, what I mean, it's, it's the whole is greater than just the sum of the two parts. Yep. You know, yep. um, and I mean, if if you look at the track listing and the credits, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> it's Killer Mike and LP. Yes, yes, and that is so great to see. It's too. just them. It's just literally their just their names and whoever's featured. Yep, that's um, it. <laughs> and I mean, LP produced every single track. I think there's maybe one or two songs where there were co-producers, but besides mm-hmm. that, it was just LP. And so, and so that's what I'm saying. Where they, they they have their sound, they have their niche, and they and they own it. Um, and so something that kind of stood out to me on this project, just more generally, uh, yes, we all know Killer Mike can fucking rap. Yeah, LP he he holds he his busy. own. He gets busy. he holds his own next to Killer Mike. Yes, and and I I don't know if there's many you know, uh, rappers in the game today who could hold their own next to Killer Mike just murdering these fucking beats. Uh, but I feel like LP does it not so much with just the like sheer lyricism as he does with his uh, charisma and mm-hmm. jokes and just saying some goofy yeah, shit. right. <laughs> he has a line in a song where he's like, he's, he's doing uh, push-ups naked on the edge of cliffs. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why? Dude? <laughs> but that's the type of shit like like to make sure you're listening, you know? Yeah. Like that's the type of shit I like. Um, 
I also wanted to talk about the features on this. Like, there's one that really stood out. Like, there's a couple of them. Like, Zach uh, De La Rocha, you know, it, um, that's Rage Against the Machine, right? Oh, yeah. So that, on that's... the last track. Yes. Um, so that's not uh, surprising. But also, that, that track, amazing. Great song. So they occupy a similar lane. Exactly. You know, when, mm-hmm. when we were talking about them being like... Alternative facts. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I keep <geez>. saying it. <laughs> Yes, alternative hip hop being on that side of that that's hip-hop. that that's where they can kind of you know tread mm-hmm. that line exactly and, and yeah it's it makes perfect sense perfect yes. sense so that one's not surprising uh danny brown not surprising as well oh my god i freaking love this <laughs> and you know how i feel about danny brown yes exactly i think everyone knows how you feel <laughs> so about danny brown <laughs> so yeah for sure so that yeah that that yeah. song hey kids man but one of the ones I, architect when i uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, but, yeah, so like one of the ones that I th- thought really stood out to me is the fact that they had Trina on a, on yeah. a, on a song. But so from Run the Jewels 2, mm-hmm. they had a female MC on there. I'm so sorry. I don't remember your name, but it's the chick from 3-6 Mafia. Oh, Gangsta Boo? Gangsta Boo yeah. was on Run the Jewels 2. Mm-hmm. So for me, hearing Trina on this one made perfect sense. But Trina, I think Gangsta Boo is a little bit more, um, I don't know, I guess I guess that makes sense. And don't forget Killer Mike is also from Atlanta, so. Mm-hmm. Trina's from Florida, though. Yeah. Hip-hop, sorry. he's, he's, he's yeah. a, he was hanging out with Outkast, uh-huh. like it's, you know. It, yeah, I got you. I mean, you can explain if you wanted to, but yeah, sorry. <laughs> but no, I no, got you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I th- to me, I thought that was su- surprising. I think Gangsta Boo is like more from Killer Mike's time. I could be mistaken. I don't know why Gang- Gangsta Boo wasn't that much Um. more of a... That wasn't She's older than Trina. Yeah, like it wasn't a surprise. Like I feel like this isn't Trina's lane at all. Trina's in this totally different space. And Gangsta Boo hasn't been around for a while. And like to be honest, like I haven't heard much from her. Like I, this is no no shade at all. Yeah, but like I you know, what I'm saying? like Gangsta Boo, like her coming out of nowhere is kind of weird. And it's probably just because you know Trina's more of my my timeline for hip hop. Like I have to. I only reason why I know who Gangsta Boo is is because I went back and listened. You know, got it. Yeah. So um, Trina's more like prevalent in in the front of my mind. So like putting Trina and run the jewels together was kind of like crazy to me, but, um, but it worked. It was a great song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and point that out. Cause I thought that was kind of crazy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so we've been saying a lot of good things about the record. I, I gotta be a little critical yes. on this motherfucker. Where's the criticism come, come okay. from? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the album is a very run the jewels album. And then mm-hmm. it kind of hits this point where they kind of pivot as you know, politicians would say they I pivoted to become more appealing and work across the aisle. Okay. All right. Um so run the jewels pivots a bit from their high energy kind of around the song Don't Get Captured. Mm-hmm. Um the high energy is kind of replaced by the high energy in the lyrics and they kind of become like more conscious in, in, in what they're talking about. Um and the beats kind of become a little bit more mellow. Mm-hmm. Um so you can pay more attention to what they're actually saying. Yes, is my that that is what my guess would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's ironic that, that comes after the song "Stay Gold." Mm-hmm. You know, where it's kind of like talking about just like I mean, it's still not directly talking about gold as like okay, this is a valuable thing, but mm-hmm. referring to a woman and materialism, um, and then to kind of turn 
on Don't Get Captured to kind of a more of a of a conscious vibe. And then, you know, the song Thieves mm-hmm. is pretty much a song about anarchy. So, like, <laughs> you're just saying, like, that shift just kind it, of threw you off. It threw me off a little bit. Not that I didn't like it. Now, the one song I didn't like yeah, was the 2100. It was just kind of, like, too slow. I felt like they were trying. Like, I understand what they were trying to do. Um, kind of making, like, a... Like, how you have, like like, rock anthems. Yeah. Like they were trying to make like a hip hop anthem, anthem, like like a like a big like uh, I totally can't think of the name of the band <laughs> that I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of right now. Hip hop anthem, like a Journey style hip hop oh. song. It's just like will be like huge, like, you know, a, like play in an arena mm-hmm. and people will like bring out the lighters and wave them back and forth. But I'm like, you're run the jewels, like that's not your lane, you know? Like you shouldn't be trying to recreate that. Ah. Uh, and it was really just that song, but I felt like that song and kind of the way the album kind of was slowing to like a neutral and then that song hit, it just, it probably made it feel worse or, you know what? Maybe it didn't. Maybe if that song had just come in the middle of a random, like run the jewels playlist where it was all the uptempo shit. And then that song came on, it probably sound worse. Hmm. So maybe the fact that they eased into it made it better. Gotcha. Um, but then it comes out of that and it's fine. Like the rest of the album's great. <laughs> like the very next song yeah. is is the one with Trina yeah. and I'm like okay and then I'm fine after that right I guess I can agree with you in regards to 2100 it just didn't seem like it was supposed to I don't know yeah I, I get it yeah I get what you're saying when it comes to that that whole like this is supposed to be this but nah you kind of fell flat on that you it know? just it just wasn't as good I mean yeah. and, and it's and it's okay you know like it's it didn't ruin the album for me. No, it didn't. It's just, you know, there's always something. There's, it, no album's perfect. No, it's true. No <laughs> album's perfect. Except for mine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's Run the Jewels. Liked it, loved it, want some more of it. Yeah. You know. I think we should move on to, uh, so going from one spectrum of hip-hop to another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and talk about that Migos culture yeah so if if you guys don't remember i'm gonna keep rubbing this in oh god here we go the first time i heard bad and bougie i sent it to my cousin over here and i was like yo check out this song migos is doing their thing blah, 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 blah. and if you check previous podcasts where i had been talking about migos releasing new music me being excited for it <sighs> no go ahead you know, I I was excited. I was excited because I I I felt like there was something brewing in the Migos factory for a while. Mhm. Uh and then obviously Bad and Bougie, everybody knows about this. And then they finally dropped Culture on us. And I don't know, cousin, what what did you what did you think about Culture? Um I gave it a listen when I was cleaning my house. Okay. That's not a bad time to listen to it. No. Um when I gave that a listen, I mean, it was it was hitting. It was good, but I think I'm probably, when it comes to Migos and all those people, I'm probably just a single fan. Okay. You know? Um, A lot of the songs seemed like they kind of bled together a little bit, but, um, or in in some of the beats, like, really overshadowed what the flow of it, what they were doing, like, the way they were um, presenting their lyrics and stuff. Of course, I know that they're not lyrical. Right. But, like... I don't know. It was. It was just. It. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. It was just. It was a very constant album. So, 
How much trap music do you listen to? I don't listen to a lot, so that's why. And yeah. so, um, I guess I I try really hard to keep an open mind and open eyes and ears mm-hmm. to what's going on, um, and to what the I guess the younger kids are into. Because I don't want to be that person who's like, oh, these kids and their music, right? It's not as good as my music. Um, but then at the same time, <clears throat> a lot of it's not as good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like you, and you it's try okay. and be open minded. Like, like okay. that's the thing is that like apparently I'm a hater because I try and be open minded. I listen to the fucking whole album. Yeah. You know, and like you can listen to something and still not like it. Like it's okay. Yeah, it <laughs> you is. You know, like you could you you don't have to be a hater, you know. I don't know. Like there the, there was a couple of things. Like there was that one uh song with the DJ Khaled reference on it. Why is DJ Khaled on anybody's anything unless it's his own song? I that don't was the know. intro track. Yeah. And, and 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 like I get it. Like oh, culture, you know, don't ever play yourself. This is it, you know. Like I get it. And I don't know. Maybe like I'm over the whole like DJ Khaled stuff. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know? I'm sure a lot of people are. You I know? mean, I, I didn't mind the intro so much. I thought it was actually a, a decent way to introduce the album, and I didn't. I listened to the album through a few times, mm-hmm. and like I said, I was listening to the music before, and I was like, okay, they've got some stuff brewing here, but I never took them more seriously than they took themselves, and I feel like that's kind of how you have to take a lot of these rappers, you know? Right. Like, a lot of people get mad at the, like, little yachties, and the, and it's like, I mean, if, if, if they're not necessarily taking themselves seriously, then, then you can't take them that seriously are, either, either. So, I recently watched the interview with them, and... Uh, on Hot 97. With who? Migos. Okay. And I think they're taking themselves seriously. Like, they really think that, like... Like, the, I will give them one thing. They have changed the game. Completely. Like, I give them that. They've changed the game. They've taken something that... They've, they've put... I think they've, they've taken something that Lord Infamous has done in the past and put their own swag to it and made a fucking flow out of it. And I, I commend them for that. I give them that originality points but they them saying that they they i think they are serious about them being like number one rap so you know they don't migos don't go around talking about we're the dopest lyricists like we're like the dopest with the dopest metaphors and we got the best bar they say they want to be like the beatles and shit though actually they want to beat the beatles that's fine the beatles sold a lot of records right sorry you know what i mean like the the yeah, Beatles were very yeah. popular, so they're not they're popular. not aiming for the most technical and you know you the right, most you, right. you know proficient in the you English right. language. They're you going right. for the most popular. Right, I get it. Uh, and 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 that's what I mean by them not taking themselves too seriously. Okay, okay. Like like they're not running around talking about yes, we are the best rappers right now. Mm-hmm. Like no, we're the most popular rappers or we're influencing the culture a lot right now. Gotcha. And and so I I kind of feel him on that, you know? Uh Quavo had a line who I mean Quavo is obviously the writer of the whole group. Quavo is obviously when it comes to the like creativity of the group, he's he's obviously the, the leader when it comes to that. Right. I mean even if you watch the the freestyle that they, yep. they, they did on Sway, it was Quavo. It was the Quavo show. Yeah, every t- time they freestyle it's always him it's, starting it. It's the Quavo show, um, which is fine, yo, because... You got to so, have somebody like that. You got to have that person, but then you also got to have, you know, when he gets tired, somebody to back up off him. And, I mean, 
I think their chemistry is actually pretty good when I've seen them doing their freestyles. Not that I think they're being the most like lyrical thing ever on the freestyle, no. but they like they have a certain kind of energy in the booth that is contagious. I would agree with that because I think that Quavo is, of course, Quavo's um, the rapper. T- um, Offset is like the secondary rapper, and then uh, Takeoff is the one that does all the ad libs. That's what like I get from every like yeah. freestyle session that they've put online anything i've seen like that's kind of like how they melt um and it works mold together or whatever and yeah it definitely does work but like so so quavo has a line where he says uh you talk about modern day rappers but don't know the culture Hmm. uh and i thought that that kind of like was like the thesis statement for for the project Mm -hmm. you know he's not saying you know about this hip-hop culture he's not saying that you you know you know about the old school or you know about what real rap is about he's saying y'all over here talking about modern day rap but you don't even know what modern day rap is Mm -hmm. like the game's changed shit's different and unfortunately lyrics ain't winning these days (laughs) you know what i'm saying like like just straight bars you know, battle rapping and like th- that shit is not winning these days. Uh, what's winning and what's popular is this other shit. Not to say that it's necessarily bad because it can be done well. And I feel like Migos found a way to do it well. Um, but I just thought that was a really insightful line, you know, and, and, and definitely show Quavo's maturity and understanding of their position in the game. Right. You know, it's not, not overstating it, but also not understating it at the same time. Mm hmm. Uh, and so, th- and so that's why I feel like I have more respect for Migos than, you know, a lot of people who talk about, you know, oh yeah, man, I'm about that old school, you know, I'm about the, you know, I'm about the, the actual culture, man, you know what he, it's like the game changes, shit change. it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to evolve. It's okay. Yeah. Cause, because culture, like it does change and like you can be a contributor to the culture in any way, shape or form. It doesn't mean... <laughs> Like that, it has to be like something completely lyrical. Doesn't mean it has to be something completely like they're not even mumble rappers, you know. Like I wouldn't put them into <laughs> the mumble rap anymore. Well, and so it's one of those things. Well, well then where I can do hear you, what they're saying. <laughs> you can. My mom can. Oh, it's all mumble rap to my mom. Well, how much rap does your mom listen to? None. Exactly. Whatever I give her. <laughs> Whatever I give her. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't know. You just sometimes like I I also understand what you're saying when you're saying like you have to step out of your comfort zone and like try and look at things from a different like perspective when it comes to the music now. Because like I know what I like and I know what I don't like. And I think every time I listen to like an album like this, I'm like getting more and more closer to liking some of this stuff because I like T-shirts before it was even a single like a single single i think it is because nice. i think they came out with what's the price first yeah they they and i hate that song for so yeah because uh, they had bad and bougie and then i heard t-shirt and i was like that like i knew that was a hit right off the bat mm-hmm. like i could not stop saying 75 same color t-shirt hey <laughs> like that was my shit Quite like well. yeah exactly <laughs> but um but i don't know like that's what if Quavo and that girl from Ray Shrimmer came together? Girl? <laughs> it's a girl, right? 
Swaley. Oh, that's a fucking shot. Why you gonna hurt him, my girl? <laughs> Why you go? I'm just joking. No, but like, <laughs> but like, no. Seriously though, no. It's yeah. it's also props at the same time. Like, Quavo Swaley did some shit together. That'd be an awesome. Bruh. Hopefully, it, it, it would be an awesome song, and possibly an Project. epic tape. Yeah. Project. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, strange enough, you know, since we're you know talking about other rappers in a similar lane, <laughs> um, probably my least favorite song from the Migos was uh, the goddamn Travis Scott feature. Oh my God, yes, I wanted to talk about. I that. was I was just talking to uh, to somebody about that. How so the Kelly Price song, right? Yeah. So what the fuck is uh, so I don't I, I actually like Travis Scott. I think he's also another one of those guys, kind of in in the new school, that's like pushing things a little bit right and 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 kind of being a leader when it comes to using certain types of flows and certain types right. of auto tunes and certain types of production styles and stuff right um but whenever he's featured on someone else's song it's fucking garbage yeah and i've never understood that it's like his songs are great right <laughs> like his the shit he's got full control of he needs to just do that right I don't I don't like that song at all. I don't like his features. I mean, another person that has changed the game a little bit too. You know, that you know, with, with when it comes to Kanye and how Kanye sounds yeah. and when it comes, you know, like, you know, that whole um rodeo that's what that was the name of yeah. it. Yeah. Um that whole album was like, you know, completely I think in an innovative. Yeah. It, um so like but but yeah, just don't be a featured artist on any song because that shit just sucks ass. terrible and what was so fucked up to me is it was I, not I, I actually <laughs> i don't even have the track list in front of me right now when i'm saying this but it. but the song before the song all ass all ass it's like the migos are doing their best travis scott Impression. impersonation yeah on the song before travis Scott, right. and i like that song better <laughs> yeah. it's just and that's another thing that like I guess I have like the when it comes to these people like I'm I'm always uh back and forth on because it's like the I'm all about originality and you have two people that are very original in their own respects yeah but when they come together and like they do these things it's like everything melds too much and like it sounds too similar and like my my ears just keep hearing the same thing yeah. you know I, I, I'm not trying to like put myself out there and be like I have like the best ears in the world but like you know what I'm saying like you know, things just sound too similar and I, I get bored. Like, play with them a bit. I need some foreplay before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you need something else. So, like, that, that I think that's the only reason why this album never didn't really st- stand out to me. I only like T-shirt, T-shirt and Bad and Bougie. All Ass actually was a pretty good <laughs> track, actually. But, um, but like, that's that's the one thing. It's just, like, I wish that so- that these people would are the people that people what kind of people (laughs) these what what people are you referring to fuckers god damn it i wish you guys would just make something that i could listen to all the way through and i don't have to like turn it off so so here's the thing all right so i love to pimp a butterfly yep i can't listen to that shit every day i can i it's parts of it get to me too much and it's like i have to space out my to a butterfly Oh, so does it like it touches you too much, like, like a pedophile? Like Michael Jackson. (laughs) 
Okay. Music no. touches okay. me. Okay. Like, like so it just like makes you like you. It puts me in a, in, in a place where yeah. I may not want to be that day. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, it's almost like being overloaded with Trump news. It's like sometimes you just need a day off of Trump news. Exactly. Because That's it's why just, we're it's taking just, a day off today. It's fucking too much. <laughs> right, right. I can't right. take it. I already, I know I'm fucked. All right, great. You don't got to keep reminding me. Yeah. Hey, guess what? You're fucked. Right. <laughs> oh, thanks. Hey, remember this thing? It's called you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, I'm not in an amigo's mood every day. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's that moment when it's like, like you said, T-shirt, right? You're just like, all right, yo, let's let's do this shit. And you turn on that song and it gets you in the mood. Right. And I keep saying this and I'm going to say it over and over and over again. There's different facets to this shit now. Mm-hmm. You know, hip hop has expanded so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, we should, we should embrace the diversity of, of the culture and of the music uh, and not, not hate on it. But is it me hating if I just don't like it? No. Okay. I'm, I'm not. I'm not necessarily speaking to you. Oh, okay. But I, I know there's a there's, there's, a, like, there's a whole group of people that don't who even are just like listen to it and say fuck anti it. all of this yeah. shit. Okay. Because they're not talking about shit right. and blah 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 blah. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Like, man, it's okay. I'm not always talking about shit. True that. True that. But yeah, I mean, overall, flatline for me. What about for you? Um. In in the lane that it's occupying, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely like a head and a half ahead of everybody else. Um, I think they're they're still like leading the new school when it comes to the styles. Oh yeah, and, definitely. And the beats that they're choosing. Uh, yeah, man. I I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I thoroughly enjoyed the Migos culture. I don't know how much I'll go back to it. Right. <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a fun lesson. Another thing about that though too, they have a ton of writers on this thing, like a ton. Like I know it's like three of them, and then they got like a couple of different people writing, so it's kind of interesting to me. Mm. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to throw shots. So what? Man? I just we, think it's. Interesting. We all talking about writers now. Nobody <laughs> cares about writers. <laughs> not in that lane. Nobody fucking cares. I'm just saying that they're not saying much, but they have more writers than Killer Mike and LP. But anyway, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, the next one I think we'll talk about is not exactly hip hop, but in the same kind of vein. I guess you could say it's in the culture. Um, yeah. Miss Kaylani. Yes. We're well, going to talk about Kaylani. So also we're also trying to talk about her because you know she's from oakland like, you exactly know, oakland, oakland gotta represent exactly um i was pleasantly uh pleasantly surprised with you were this pleasantly surprised i was pleasantly surprised with this album um i listened to her uh should be here or you should be here um it's a mixtape mixtape um and good. yeah it was really good it was good i enjoyed I it i didn't think it was i forgot how like pop she was mm. like more rihanna than i think you said this earlier yeah she was more Rih- she's more rihanna than she is SZA. yes and i forgot about that because like i started listening to it, i was like what is it what are these pop songs you know like yeah, that's she, going in there she's pop but yeah but um but yeah so sweet sexy uh sexy savage oh my god you sweet, can't what is sexy i dude it's the, the s's the it's alliterations the get to her sweet sexy savage um it came out on the 27th of january and 
not bad. I mean, it was the follow up. It's I mean, it's her debut album. Right. Um but yeah, it's it's a follow up to her critically acclaimed You should be uh, here. Mixtape, okay. you should be here. Um and so for me, when it comes to the culture, you know, the whole party next door bullshit that happened last year. Oh yeah, her all that attempting drama. suicide on on taking the pictures and posting them on Facebook and Instagram, you know. All that aside, um, she probably would have gotten more notoriety from this album if she had put it out around the time that shit happened. So that that actually makes me feel like that was probably more real. I think I, I believe I believe it. I believe it was real. Like if you look at some of her um, interviews now and some of the interviews from before, she looks like a totally different person. Like, um, and She's I'm not even saying. Again. Or like, yeah, but like, you know, like she was young and she was going through shit. She was dealing with two dudes and like whoever knows what was happening with what. And then even Party Next Door came out and said, you know what? I hate the way shit went down with that whole situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, that something was happening and she doesn't even talk about Kyrie anymore. I don't even think, you know what I'm saying? Like she doesn't talk about that was the weirdest rebound NBA pun intended. (laughs) I just, I mean, like, the thing is, is that, like, she's become, it seems like she's become so much more um, mature, so much better. Like, I, I love the space that she seems to be in now. Um, yeah. It's really good. Uh, and then she puts out a phenomenal album. Like. She's only 21. Only 21 years old. And guess what? She writes on every. Every single song. Single track on this every album. Every song. Every song. She's a credit no, writer. You know what? Excuse me. There's only one that she's not accredited on, and that's because it's the intro that has nothing to do with her. Oh, not, right. not, I mean, everything to do with her, but, but nothing to do yeah. not her voice. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, so it's, it's all I'm saying is that it's great. Um, I can tell you about a couple of the tracks that were like my favorite. Um, do You Dirty is probably one of my favorite songs on the whole album. Um, I love how like grimy it is and like you know you not very often you don't have like chicks that are like talking like this and 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 you believe it like she's like you know yeah. I'm gonna do you dirty like that's how it is you know like you you think like I'm this nice girl but guess what but like don't fuck with me yeah you know um so that song like totally um just grabbed my attention and then um distraction was my shit as well like that whole thing that whole song like when that song came out before the even album came out it was bumping that yep um yep the only thing about that song that i hate is that stupid like bridge or breakdown i can't take that's that's her 90s that's her 90s r&b influence but that's fine that's 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 mary j blige oh that's fine but that shit was so corny that like to me i was just like i can't deal with it it's too cheesy it was just like like every time that comes on it like takes me out of the zone for that whole song like because it's a distraction baby i can't take like it's mary j it's not mary Mary J. j it's not no anyway um so yeah that song was was kind of a little whatever um uh another song that i liked no not that song that song was great except for that part but anyway (laughs) another song i liked was personal don't take it personal 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 That, that song was dope like 
the way that 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 the the chorus's cadence was, the way she sang it, um, the yeah. beat, just all of that stuff was great. Um, and then there was too much that song. Um, it had so, uh, it was a super Timberland like Dark Child beat. Like you talk about like Mary J. Blige. I think your wife, uh, his wife Tina, was like, you know what? She reminds me of like Brandy. Yeah. And then I was like, this song right here, too much, is literally like. Yeah, this song is super, um, like, 90s, old school. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, so the one thing I want to say is that this whole album is, like, a kind of, like, a, a, a tribute to, like, the 90s, but with a modern flair, like, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, I would say it's more of, like, her flow and her her delivery that gives it more of the modern flair, but then a lot of her, like, harmonies and kind of the bridges like you said that kind of bring it back to the 90s mm-hmm. um and the and the production is kind of like old school with like a new new school f- polish on it mm-hmm. you know you got the 808s in there to kind of fill out the bottoms um but it's still and those filters that bring it out to that like underwater filter or whatever they say yeah you know the pitch correction oh yeah the pitch cor- yeah the Melodyne or whatever you said. Yeah. Auto-tune, all that stuff. Um, that I am not a big fan of. I think everyone on this podcast knows that I am not a fan of auto-tune. I appreciate a little bit of it to make sure that the pitch correction makes my sounds good when I'm listening to your so music. So they can't sing, you don't want to hear it. Exactly. But she can sing, and I she don't want to hear it. <laughs> you and know? she can dance, too. Oh, girl. I don't know why I called you girl, but girl. Yes, she can dance. She can. She can dance. She is a performer. Like, in the way that Chris Brown is a performer, you know? Like, just gives you a whole freaking production. Right. And she's from Oakland. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And she also makes personal music because she helps write it. Um, So, yeah, man, I I enjoyed the record. I don't know. It was kind of R&B. I didn't, like, dig super deep in it. Yeah, I mean, there's not much you you have to really dig into. I mean, if you want to like go into like how the melodies felt and stuff. Oh, Brian Michael Cox uh, wrote on one of these. Oh. Wrote on personal. Oh, the song you like. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Crazy. I had a uh, uh, someone that I hadn't spoken to in a while that I actually introduced to Kaylani a little over a year ago come back and was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you introduced me to her. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm checking for her every single song. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's great, dude. Nice. Congratulations. So uh, what else have you been listening to, Kezo? Besides Kehlani and, you know, her getting personal. Don't take it personal, personal, personal. So, you know, the, there's the Brandy reference. I dedicate, I dedicate. Personal, mm. personal, personal. You know what? There you go. Good job, Tina. Good Brandy. Job. Um, let's see. What else have I been listening to? Um, we got a couple of uh, singles that came out. Say what? There's that Lupe Fiasco, your boy. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Featuring Rick Rick Ross and Big Crit. Yeah, we've been talking about Lupe a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he deserves to be talked about. He he supposedly quit the game, and then he came back announcing an album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, the song he, he he's been releasing songs from the album, pretty consistently. 
Um, I don't know if they're all going to be on the album because he's released like three or four songs at this point. What songs? Um, we From talked Drogas? To, we talked about it a couple What is that songs? Drogas Light thing? Yeah. Tranquilo. Is it out already? No. No, it comes out on the 10th. It's not out yet. Okay, it comes out on the 10th. But he released, I don't know what other songs he, I've only seen, no, we've seen two. Yeah. This is the third? I'm tripping. Okay. Well, anyway, go ahead. So it's it's it, it's been exciting to kind of see Lupe. Um, and I really want to hear a lot of these songs in context in the album. Because so far, they've kind of been a little all over the place. Um, yeah. Well, it, again, like I, I heard them, but it's like I, I want to hear them in context. Because uh, I know how Lupe is. And, and, you know, a lot of his albums are conceptual. Um, and they have a, a reason to be in the order that they're in. Um, and so for this song, you know, I thought again, it's like, damn, it's so good to hear Lupe. Yeah. I'm just happy to hear that. Big Crit came and did his thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of understood what was going on on the track. <laughs> I got bitches on bitches. The fuck was Rick Ross doing there for? All my dreams and my visions. <laughs> the fuck was Rick Ross doing, dude? Dude, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe he needs that so that he can grab the attention of other people so that they actually listen to it, but I don't know. I'm like, why was he even on the song? Why did Lupe say, you know what this song needs? Rick Ross. Rick Ross. (laughs) I got bitches. Ricky Rose. I didn't get it. You know, the the, the whole song itself, when I, the first time I heard it, I thought it was a little cheesy. Yeah. And then I listened to it again. I was like, okay, I kind of feel what you're doing with this. But then you need to take Rick Ross out the middle verse. <laughs> Fuck. It did it did throw things off. Fuck. I think I will say that I'm I, I honestly listened to it for Big Crit because not for Big Crit, but I like when Lupe and Crit get together. Yes. So like I I was I was confused by Rick Ross being a feature on it too. Um another thing, can I talk about this? Sure. I don't know what Why this does- is, but go for it. I'm about to tell you, dumb fuck. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, but like, why does Big Crit always like kill people on other on their songs? Like, without fail. I want to say ev- almost every feature I've heard of him is fire. It's ridiculous. How many albums of Big Crits have you heard that were fire? Catalactica. Okay. Uh, King Before Time. I, is, wait, what is that? It's the one uh, with the gold crown on it and the bunch of the. I will show you. Crit was here. I don't know if it was Crit was here. It might be. Anywho. But yes. You think that Crit? Go ahead. No, no, no. Go I ahead, I, hate. It's not hate. It's I'm just. just with you. It, it's not even hate. It's just like fuck. I expect so much out of Big Crit because his features are so dope. Because the songs he puts out are so dope. So, you know, but that's a whole other story for a whole other day. Live from the underground. It was good. Yes. Sorry. It's a mixtape. No, it wasn't, was it? No, that's not the one I'm talking about either. <laughs> there's another one. I think there's, it's a mixtape, though, that I'm talking about. So, yeah. But uh, that's also because he's he's got had a ton of uh, shelving. Yeah, for sure. And but, you know, I it is also exciting to hear Big Crit on anything. Yes. Kind of like J Electronica. It's like, ooh, ooh, they're making music? I'm starting to think he's a little overhyped. 
Even Jay, though, electronic. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a little overhyped just because, like, it's like, come on, bro, what are you doing out here? Like, you're not Andre 3000. <laughs> I don't know. He went at Kendrick, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't Why? know. Why? I mean, I love Jay Elect, but geez, like, chill you, out, you, bro. Yeah. You had a hot like three, four songs. Chill mm-hmm. out. No, and those songs, like, I listened to those like over and over and over. I wish you would have gave me something else to do. Like, unlike Andre 3000, he didn't give me much, but I can go back to that. You can shit. go back. And he pops up every now and then. On uh, other people's shit. And kills it. Murder. 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 Baby, baby. Murder. Anyway. But um, back to this song. Yeah, the <laughs> song that Rick Ross shouldn't be on. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's actually go to a Rick Ross song. Yeah. Um, well, yes. The Lupe Fiasco song was, was fine. I think because you gave your your take on it. Sorry, my take. Uh, I liked it. I do listen to it for crit. Boom, bang, bam. But Rick Ross also came out with something. Yeah, he did. And it was a song that I really actually just loved the beat for. I said the same thing. Oh <laughs> my god! I am so glad you said that. My first note on this fucking song: beat is ridiculous. That beat. How much did they pay to clear the sample? Right. So the samples from the stylistics, from a song from their debut album, actually, uh, entitled uh, People Make the World Go Round. People make the world go round. Which was also sampled by, um, what was it? West Coast Connection. Mm-hmm. Or West Side Connection. West Side. Gangsters make the world go but anyway i'm sure it wasn't a cheap sample and that beat was fucking it was that beat was ridiculous and that's one thing about that's one thing about rick ross rick ross knows how to pick a beat that's why it's easy to listen to him he picks some of the dopest beats and some of the his ear he pays for some of the dopest samples but i mean the song otherwise was rather underwhelming And then Ty Dolla Sign. He murdered it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ty Dolla Sign is a beast, okay? I, I can't not give the man the credits for being like the modern day R. Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You didn't like it? No, I liked it. I liked, I just think it's so funny how much you love Ty. I love Ty Dolla You love him so much. He's so dope I'm to gonna me. I'm going to put him up. So Ty... I'm, how many people do you like just love Ty Danny Brown yeah uh fuck who else don't tell me I'm gonna have to try and figure this out that's okay you love I mean Lupe yes by far mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just crazy yeah. oh god no. try and give me three that I that I like like I will listen to regardless Tribe Called Quest yeah I will listen to that regardless uh you're kind of a Wale. You love Wale. I do love Wale, but I don't know if I will listen to him regardless. You're missing one big, big one. Come on, bro. What, besides Kendrick Lamar? Yeah, there you go. I was that trying to exclude, exclude him. him? Yeah, I, I was trying like to think of... Yeah, that's like an obvious okay. one. I was trying gotcha. to think of the other one. <laughs> like, yeah. Obviously. I guess you're right, yeah. But yeah, I think tribe. I think tribe is also is always going to be one, regardless of what's happening. Yeah. Um, Wale is not one though. As much as I want him to be one, I can't lie. He's just just not quite there. He's not one. If it was Wale, no, no, no. (sighs) 
who else? I don't know. You're not really. I'm all over the place. Yeah, that's why. You're kind of you're kind of everywhere when, with different people. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I didn't mind the song. I think it's because I can listen to the beat and not think about his lyrics. But like, so after the first verse, I was like, okay, yeah. And then the second verse came, and I was like, ah, just. If I could just have somebody else rapping on this song. Yeah. I'm reading this. <laughs> I'm reading these fucking lyrics. The second verse. I'm sexing women out on Fisher yeah. Isle. I gas her up and let her lick me down. I may name my daughter Hermes. Got Margella to decorate the new bird's nest. Yeah. So so, so anyway, uh, what else? What other singles have you been listening oh, to? Oh, so cousin? we're done. We're just going to leave that out. All right. <laughs> So there's another single I think that we should talk about. It's from a legend in the game. I'm going to say it right Tupac? here. Tupac? Um, I mean, that wouldn't be surprising because he's got song on song on song. Tupac? No, this is from uh, none other than Missy Elliott. Oh. Yes, the song is called I'm Better um, featuring somebody named Lamb. I don't know who that person is. Yeah, so I don't know who that person is. Lamb, lamb, lamb. Lammy, lammy, lamb, lamb, lamb. Lamb chops play along. Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. He's the producer of the song. Oh, nice. Huh. That makes sense. Maybe he's like the next uh, Swiss Beats. The next big thing? Yeah, maybe. The next Pharrell Williams. Pharrell. Oh, can we take a tangent real quick? Beyonce had twins. We just did. She's having twins. Or having is having twins. Yeah. And that's news, apparently. But I want to let you guys know that Pharrell had fucking triplets, but nobody's talking about that. They had them or she's going to have them? No, had them. Wait, he had triplets? Yeah, his wife had triplets. No shit. But nobody talking about that shit. Because he's an old ass man. It was probably in vitro. So you can't be old and have kids and people talk about it? But you can like take a weird ass picture on top <laughs> of a car and shit? No. Okay, you know what? It's breaking news. Pharrell had triplets. That's cool. It's only because he, Pharrell's my baby daddy. He can have a whole band. Yo. <laughs> he can have a, 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 a drummer, a bassist, and a guitarist. They could all have mics, and it'd be a dope-ass band of triplets. Dope. Yeah, he can have. He can make his own nerd. Bruh. His, no, his own Bruh. N-E-R-D. Yes, with <laughs> just his children. That'd be dope. Dude. Can we get another spaz if you want to then? Another I, like scene sounds or some shit? That'd be dope. All right, anyway. Yeah, so this Missy Back from Elliott. The ta- tangent. This Missy Elliott thing going on, guys. Yes. Um, so that came out, and I actually really like the song. Really? It's, I think it's good. Um, you think it's good? You're just going to re- repeat the shit that I say? or The you shit me- that you say. <laughs> Um, no, I think it's cool. Like it's classic fucking Missy, and uh, <laughs> the shit that you say. Sorry, I'm tripping. Um, nah. So yeah, I think it's classic Missy for her to like take something that somebody's doing and make it hers and make it better. Yeah. Um, I also sometimes think, is this? Do I like it because it's Missy, mm. or do I like it because it's a good song? Is it for the nostalgia factor, or is it because exactly? It's good? Um, and then she also dropped the visual with the song and I only saw the song with the visual and the visual was dope as shit. So do I like the song because of the visual or, you know, but does that make it a bad thing? 
Does it make it a bad song that you're, a, 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 you know, uh, consuming this form of media or entertainment in audiovisual form? Exactly. I'm, I don't know if it's a bad or good thing. I think I'm just going to leave it alone. It's a thing. Yeah, I know that. It's definitely it's a, a thing. thing. Uh, but it, you know what? I felt similar when I listened to it. I'm like, oh, do I just like this because it's Missy? Or, And it made me think back of why I liked Missy back in the day. Yeah. It was for a lot of the same reasons. Mm-hmm. When I thought back of like what was some of my fondest Missy Elliott moments, it was Missy Elliott music videos. Exactly. True. It was her in the big ass like parachute fucking air blown up uh, latex fucking yeah. suit. I can't stand the rain. Or like when it's uh, or when she had the her, Minute Man and she's like yeah, going with around. The, the fucking, yeah. It, it's very innovative. It's very interesting. With the it's puppet original. master, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it still has a imprinted in my brain, right? And so when Missy, and then like there's one like the uh, the cover the cover art of the of the single, she's got like these her lips are like plastic, right? You know, and it looks great because it's Missy and she does weird shit like that all the time, and it's just. I just hope I'm not falling into the gimmicks. But see, it's 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 also if you say Missy is a gimmick, then you I mean then a ton of yeah. I, I'm 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 gonna get a little controversial. Then you're saying Prince is a gimmick. Exactly. Right. You're I right. mean you're right. You're right. It's her. It's Missy, it's a, and she's always you know, been there. She's exactly. been consistently there. Exactly. So you can't call that a gimmick. Yeah, yeah she didn't right, just right, slip right. up and like bite somebody else and be like, you know what? I'm going to start wearing weird shit on my lips. Exactly. And then I don't want <laughs> gimmick. <laughs> and gimmick has a negative connotation. Yeah. So like, I got to stray away from stray away. She from has her word. lane. Yes, she definitely has her lane. lane and I like the song. Um, I like the visuals with the song. I think this the, the, the hook is a little out of nowhere. I do like the um, I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. It's another day, another chance. Uh, But of course, we know what that flow is, you know? So. (laughs) Who? The culture? (laughs) Wow. Look at you. Good job. Good job. But yeah, so like, you know, I like the whole I'm better, I'm better. I'd like the way he says I'm better, I'm better. Um, but yeah, I think the song overall is really good. I think her her lyrics are super, <laughs> super Missy Elliott. Like she goes, he's saying, I'm pretty, I'm pretty. You must be from Brazil or from Mexico. <laughs> like the way she'd be like, I roll up on him in my Lambo. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> jump out like, skirt, yeah, bro. Like, what? What are you saying? Like, she's so out there and i love it that's great so it was good to me i liked it i can i can fuck with it i'll work out to it nice nice yep i like that i like that. yeah yeah um a few things happen in the news yeah jay-z he sold 30 some odd percent 33 percent a third a third and he sold it for 200 million dollars of title Yay. You guys know titles is a music streaming service that exclusively streamed the life of Pablo, which is probably one of the bigger titles because <laughs> titles on title. Um because it was supposed Bars. to be only available on title. Title exclusive, which ended up lasting I think it was a month and a half or maybe two months mm-hmm. before it was released on everything else like Spotify, Google Play, Apple. Right. Music. 
It'll never be on Apple. Right. He said it'd never be on Apple. But then two months later it was. Right. Um, but this company who barely has a million paid subscribers <laughs> just sold a third of the company to Sprint for $200 million. Um, Jay-Z purchased the company for much less. I believe it was $56 million. Yep. Um, and he sold a third of the company for $200 uh, profit. Mm-hmm. So that that, that that values the company at six hundred million, in, or I'm sorry, yes, six hundred million dollars. Uh, if you guys don't know math, mm-hmm. so title is now worth six hundred million dollars. Hmm. Jay Z bought it for fifty six. Do the math, Winnie. Uh, they also had like the, some scandal or something like that with them. Like um, there was news of title trying to inflate their numbers. Their yeah, subscriber and then, and then like fucking five days later, they sold it to Sprint. Sprint. So that that's interesting. So it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> the, they still sold it and made all that money. So obviously pretty soon Sprint users you'll have some kind of perk when it comes to title. Right. It'll be um, like you get this for half for, off. Right. Or, for or, free. Or, or for free. Just for being a Sprint member. Um, which will help both I'm sure. Oh. Yeah definitely. It'll be um, a win-win for both probably. Mo- more money news. Uh, 50 Cent was dealing with a, with a bunch of bankruptcy. He was. You know what? I didn't hear about that. I only heard about it through you. So how yeah, did that so, happen? What's, what's going on with that? So 50 Cent, you guys know, filed for bankruptcy. Rick Ross was giving all types of shit last year about it. Um, he owed something around like 23 to $27 million. He ended up settling in court for 22 Um, He ended up paying the amount that he owed. But he only paid eight point seven million dollars. The rest of the money, the thirteen point whatever, came from a lawsuit where he sued his lawyers that oh, represented yeah. him in a previous case I that, that he now. lost. I thought that was old. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, so so no no no. He the new fact is it's done. His bankruptcy. Uh-huh. His he's he he's met all the stipulations that he's needed to meet. He's paid off as much money as he's needed to pay. And so he's he's done making payments on huh. the bankruptcy. And he only paid $8.7 million from his personal money. Mm-hmm. And he ended up paying 22 in total. So that's a, it's a decent move. Yeah. I think he's pretty smart when it comes to that. I mean, you know, especially considering he owed Rick Ross's baby mama some money. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the bankruptcy. Um, and he only paid 8.7. <laughs> that guy, I swear, this like the third t- or fourth time I've heard about his like bankruptcy and stuff. Well, it's hopefully it's over because he's paid it and it's done. Not a mess. I think that it was a slow day or slow week for news, I would say. It's more it's more music heavy. I mean, Big Sean came out today. Today, we have- man, I have, you know what, I've, I've, made a point not to listen to me it. too because i didn't want to like get tempted to talk about it on the podcast like prematurely so no we one will... likes a premature evaluation exactly <laughs> evaluation ejaculations i mean sorry what what are you talking about oh calm um, yourself and then um so yeah it's, uh, i think the last thing that we could talk about is like the super bowls coming up oh yeah super bowl super bowls on uh patriots Sunday. cheetahs gonna lose <laughs> patriots cheetahs gonna lose patriots you sound cheetahs. like you say the cheetahs like the, the cheetahs the patriot cheaters the are gonna lose but yeah i'm deaf i don't like the 
the Patriots at all. I don't know how anyone else likes them. Um, so I'm definitely going Falcons, and I hope that they win. I'm always an underdog. Yeah, dude. Uh, let's, go, let's go future. <laughs> no. ATL, or no. Yeah, Danny Glover. Like everybody. Well, that's the thing is that like everybody's Donald starting to now Glover. come out of the woodworks and act like they're a football fan. Like, it happens every year. I think this is the first time I've seen T.I. with... No, you know what? T.I. I think actually been repping. But I ain't seen Future with nothing Falcons on. I ain't seen... As soon as they were playing Russell Westbrook? Yeah, he was like, let me go out there. Wilson? What the fuck? Westbrook? Russell Westbrook? I know, right? Oklahoma. <laughs> the Oklahoma, Oklahoma Seahawks and the Seahawks Seattle Thunder. Seahawks of Seattle. <laughs> Houston. <laughs> Stupid. They are playing in Houston. But anyway, Super Bowls this Sunday. Uh, go Raiders. And go Raiders. Hell yeah. Raider Nation, baby. He's just looking at me now. Oh, Those. oh, I can talk now. No, you can't. Damn it. Shut the fuck up. Shit. Well, you know what, guys? Fine. Cut all of that out. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I uh, just. I've, uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, go Falcons on the Super Bowl. Go, go. Um, if the Patriots win, I will kick Cedric in the balls. Oh shit! Don't um, do that. <laughs> uh, I'll we want square in the balls. <laughs> Why you gotta break balls? Anyway, um, so we would love for you guys to follow us on Instagram. Yes. At through the crate. If you guys can follow us on Twitter at Through the Crate. If you can follow us on Facebook at Through the Crate. If you can check out our website at www.throughthecrate.com. If you can also check us out on what else do we got? I mean, if you just go to Google and type in Through the Crate, you should some see shit's going to pop up. SoundCloud, we're on there. Through um, the Crate. You can also email us at throughthecrate at gmail.com. Send us anything that you'd like us to review, anything that you guys want us to talk about. We are always um, up to receiving anything from you guys. And then also, we are most active on our Instagram. So if you want to reach us, go ahead and do that. Um, uh, Follow, subscribe, listen, all that stuff. We appreciate you guys listening to us every day, every night, all the time. All the time. Yeah. All that good stuff. And we are out, motherfucks. Deuces. Bye.